0: Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, good uh, good day, everybody. We're glad we're in your phone, in your ears, wherever we are on your body right now. On your body, That's weird. In your body, in your ears. That sounds yeah, weird maybe too. in your ears. Should we start that over? No, it's fine. You we're just do, sound dumb. We're doing an after-show podcast today. I got a bunch to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, the fact that you know we had what was it Tuesday off, and I had a, a funeral to go to in Nashville. Kelly woke up, freaked out drama with Kelsey Ballerini we're going to get you into, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jelly Roll, Goo Goo Dolls, all that stuff. Hey, before we get there, let's talk about this. Today's podcast and all of our podcasts are powered by Crumble Cookies. They're in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. Tons of great flavors. And I looked at the, the headline this week. Uh-huh. Let me read it to you. 99 problems, <laughs> but this week's lineup ain't one.
1: Nice. I got 99
0: problems, but yeah.
1: Nice. How's so lots that go of, again?
0: I got 99 problems, but ain't one. Okay. I've in here.
1: On the menu this Mm -hmm. week, Brandon, we have the vanilla glaze featuring Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which is probably one of my favorite cereals, a cinnamon sugar cookie topped with a vanilla cream cheese glaze, crushed Cinnamon Toast Crunch pieces, and a sprinkle of cinnamon sugar.
0: So Cinnamon Toast Crunch is Mm -hmm. my favorite too, so that sounds really good. Uh, There's also, and I love chocolate and peanut butter together, there's the chocolate peanut butter chip. So this is a chocolate cookie that they pack with those melty Reese's peanut butter chips, and that one's going to be amazing too.
1: How about the mystery cookie? Is it one of your favorites or something you haven't tried yet? It's a mystery.
0: They also have the birthday cake. This is a fluffy cake batter cookie that they have uh, vanilla cream cheese frosting on top and then a splash of rainbow sprinkles, perfect for uh, the birthday cake cookie at Crumble.
1: Also on the menu this week, the classic pink sugar, an all-time... An all-time favorite, a vanilla sugar cookie topped with a perfect pink sweep of real almond frosting.
0: They also have the Neapolitan. It's new there. It's a rich chocolate uh, and vanilla cookie that they stack together and top with this tart strawberry frosting.
1: And then, of course, the milk chocolate chip, the classic thick, uh, thick soft and packed with milk chocolate chips.
0: Check out Crumble Cookies <laughs> in the shops at Hilltop in Jonesboro. You can download the app. You can order online and save yourself some time or go to crumblecookies.com.
1: Here's the podcast.
0: We're Leave already, me alone. We're already doing the podcast. Oh. We've already started the
1: podcast. You know you did that on purpose. No, I didn't. You looked at me and did the <laughs> cue, and you know it. Y'all, he does this <laughs> cue no, his cue in his head, and no, he did.
0: No, no, no. Stop trying to accuse me of no. something. That's dumb.
1: You laugh because you know That's I know your <laughs> cues. <laughs> you set it up like that.
0: No, I did not. All right, well, let's get started. Let's get started. So... uh <laughs> Uh, we were gone. As I mentioned, I was gone uh, yesterday out of town on Tuesday. Kelly was in town, but uh, she, she didn't have to come into work. So she says she woke up in a panic thinking she was missing work.
1: There's nothing like having to miss work in the middle of a, of a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of decided last second to do some things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I woke up, I woke up and it was light outside and I started freaking out thinking that I was late because... We're always at work before it's light. Oh, yeah. And then I remember. No, Kelly woke up (laughs)
0: at 1230 yesterday afternoon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then I remembered, oh, yeah. Okay, we're okay. I'm okay.
0: Yeah, so while you got to sleep in, my day started. uh, So normally my alarm goes off at 330. I woke up at 430 because I was traveling. I was going to travel to Nashville. We were going to leave really early to get to a funeral visitation. Uh, the visitation was going to be around 10, right? So it's like, oh, we got to leave around, what, 530? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm the guy, like, I don't want to set my alarm for 30 minutes before I need to be on the road. Like, I want to wake up and have coffee and kind of do my thing. Relax, yeah. Yeah, so 430, the alarm goes off. We were on the road by 535. And it's been a while since I did that Nashville trip. So, and it brought back so many memories of when I first moved to Memphis and I was doing the wrestling show. And we were, you know, we we did 2,500 miles a week every Gosh. single week. Uh, we worked every single day, twice on Saturday, we're off on Sundays, but a lot of us to make extra money, we'd go and work a a show for like a different wrestling company, right? Or something like that. But I was on the road and and I was driving with our friend, Brad Bobo from Arkansas state. And I'm like, so Brad, this is where I used to meet Jamie Dundee. It's exit 12 Sycamore view in Memphis, the Memphis Inn. the hotel is still there. And my first trip to Louisville was with Jamie Dundee and Jamie, who's JC ice at PG 13. He's like, Hey kid, you're new to town. You want to ride with me? And I'm like, okay. So I hopped in the car with him, and then every time I left, because I lived in Memphis at the time, we would meet at Exit 12, Sycamore View at the Memphis Inn, and then hit Nashville or Louisville or Evansville or whichever town we were going to. Then we passed the Exit uh, 108, which was where our buddy Dangerous Doug Gilbert lived, and we'd pick up Doug, and we'd hit the road, wow. and it, it just brought back all those memories of being on those road on the road with my buddies in that time of my life where I was 18, and it was such a neat time, because... There were really like, you know, we have all these worries as adults and we got to worry about bills and stuff like that. When I was 18 on the road, like we lived on the road. Right. It's like you live with your friends, you hang out, you guys ate at the same place. Sometimes you paid for gas. Sometimes you didn't. Yeah. Sometimes there were three of us in a hotel room. Sometimes there were five. And you could split. Yeah. yeah. You split the hotel rooms. And, and like the way we would do it, like if there were three of us, uh, we would do and nobody would sleep in the same bed. We were kind of funny about that. Right. Mm-hmm. But like we would take the beds apart and like somebody would get the box springs, Somebody would get the mattress. Uh, and if there were like three, then you kind of the deal the out there. Sometimes there were four in a room. and Wow. Yeah, it's just wild, you know, because back then it was like we were young and we were just having fun.
1: Well, and you talk about that. It makes me think real quick. If y'all have not seen the Ric Flair documentary on, oh, yeah. it, it's so good. And he talks a little bit about how they traveled. And, and you sound just like he does talking about all the different places that they traveled and flew and mostly car drove yeah. and miles and miles and miles with each other.
0: So people don't understand even about like you see somebody on you know WWE or AEW like they're on major net you know network or cable television now and you're thinking oh my gosh they fly into the city but you have to think they fly into one city and then they work for four days right so let's say you're flying in uh, you know for Friday night SmackDown you're going to work Friday Saturday and Sunday or however mm-hmm. the days stack up but you fly into one of those cities so like you fly into the hub let's say you fly into Memphis right or mm-hmm. whatever. And then you drive to Jonesboro. You drive from Memphis to Little Rock. You drive from Memphis to yeah, that's a uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. So those guys and gals, even though they're flying from their home destination, once they get to like the hub of where they're gonna be that weekend, they're making all those miles in the car.
1: And you think about how hard it was on your body and then you're 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 in a car mm-hmm. and you're probably mashed in there with other, you know, athletes and you're achy and I'm just like, oh my gosh, the price of that that life yeah.
0: is a lot Well, and you're tired because let's say you get up and a lot of times you're going to fly out of your home airport early. Uh, let's say it's a six o'clock or a seven o'clock flight. Then you get somewhere, especially if there's a layover, you get somewhere around, you know, or one, then you got to eat. You got to try to go to the gym. You got to try to get to the venue. Then you got to have your show. You get all the energy of performing. And then when it's over and your adrenaline comes down, it's like the energy dump. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, now we have to drive three hours to get to the next town oh after you've been goodness. up all day. So, like, people don't think about how brutal that is Mm because they think, oh, my gosh, they're big stars and they fly in these jets and planes and they go city to city in planes. It's like, no, man, once they get on the road, it's the same thing that, like, you know, we did Memphis wrestling.
1: Yeah, it's taxing. Yeah,
0: it's actually talking about you in uh, talking about the Ric Flair documentary because Brad Bobo is a lifelong wrestling fan like me. So we had a lot of wrestling talk. Uh, and I told him, I said, you know, Kelly was somebody who didn't really know much about wrestling at all.
1: No,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, you knew who people were. Like, you knew the main people. Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Steve Austin. You knew those people, but you didn't know their stories. And I was like, Kelly just started watching this Ric Flair documentary on, uh, was it Netflix or who I think it's, I think or it's. Or Peacock. Well, I don't know. Maybe Peacock. I can find out. But I'm like, and she loved it so much. And she felt like all the different emotions about Ric Flair. Like, he's funny. He's, he's like a grandfather. He's wild. Oh he's crazy.
1: I've watched it three times. And I did not grow up a wrestling fan. Like, I knew some pop culture stuff, but my dad, my brother really didn't watch it. You yeah. know, they weren't into it. And so, like, I've learned more working with you in the last eight years, you know. And, and I guess maybe my res- my respect has grown way, way more for the sport because I've yeah. Under I just understand it a lot better now.
0: Well, it's so much different than what people think, and it's so much more. uh, It's so much harder on the body physically, and you know, there's going to be people who are like, "Oh, but this and this." And I remember even my grandparents when I was a kid. Why are you watching that? Because blah 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 blah. And then you know, you when you you, I guess I realized it before I got in it, but you know, it's like it's so physical, and the body is not meant to be picked up six feet in the air and dropped on your back. And it doesn't matter if there might be a little bit of give or whatever. Those Uh rings are hard. Yes. Because everybody thinks, oh my gosh, it's like a trampoline. You get out in one of those rings and and you tell somebody, hey, fall backwards. And they fall backwards the first time. And they realize that ring, even though it gives a little bit and there might be a little bit of padding, it's still really hard. Yeah,
1: it's the technique and all that stuff that they don't understand.
0: Well, so you see it's, you know, with with the martial arts stuff, hey, I'm going to throw somebody on the mat. And even though the mat's cushioned, it's not giving a whole lot. Yeah. You still land and your body all of a sudden is jarred like that. And your body's not meant to do that. So for wrestlers who have wrestled for a long time, if they go in and have their body examined, it's going to be like they were in major car wreck after major right. car wreck or plane crash because the trauma's there. Your body's not meant to do that.
1: Have you ever had something like a CT of your head?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I've thought about it because just to see
1: because I know you did a lot of the you know the chair gimmick mm-hmm.
0: over the head no, and the all that like kind of stuff, man on the chairs. <laughs> Yeah, you try to protect yourself, but I mean, you get, you know, it, it happens. And there was a time in the late nineties and early two thousands where it was like a badge of honor, not to try to protect people. Like there was an oh era where you would take one of those metal chairs and they're real metal chairs that you can buy like in an office store or whatever. And we would really swing those. So the badge of honor was I didn't put my hands up. I took it. I took it like a man. And then you see some of these people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. really silly mm-hmm. when we look back on it. Mm-hmm. But at that point it was like, you know, we're tough we're we're wrestlers and stuff like
1: that did you get emotional with anybody you saw yesterday
0: uh yeah besides Jeff. yeah yeah i don't want to get okay. emotional about um we'll get back to that for a okay. second. Let, let me think about something else for sorry something. uh boobies
1: okay <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
0: well
1: that is the word that would make you laugh so <laughs>
0: okay let me see if i can get uh, to the part uh so um I went to the funeral of Jerry Jarrett, a legendary Memphis wrestling promoter who was, uh, I mean, golly. When you look at the history of, of what wrestling is today, he was ahead of his time. He was, for his time period, a legitimate genius. For those who live in the area, um, you know, like the immediate area of, of Jonesboro, Memphis, Memphis wrestling on Channel 5 had like a 70 share, which means uh, 70% of all televisions that were turned on on Saturday mornings were watching that show. Wow. So now you'd be lucky to get a, a two share. of every television that was on was watching that show. So uh, he created that and he had guys with them, you know, like a Jerry Lawler and a Bill Dundee and Jackie Fargo and these legends. Uh, But Jerry passed away and I went there to support uh, the Jarrett family, which I've known for a long time. And uh, one of my best friends, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, And it was really, uh, you know, I even told you, it's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a lot of a trip, uh, but I feel like I need to go Mm -hmm. uh, for the family. And again, I know so many members of the family and the community that we kind of uh, were in, Yeah, but it was special. Yeah. And I don't want to try, if I try to tell too many of the stories and I'll end up crying about
1: but it. But I do like what you shared earlier on the <laughs> air this morning, like the look, because it's mm-hmm. like, I think when you're friends with someone, um, th- that's really all you need to see is like a presence and like, you're good for the day or you're good yeah. for, you know, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, but it is a good, it's good. And it just, it's. <clears throat> We can tell I it did at this, the end. No, I
0: did the same thing when I was trying to tell uh, my wife about it. When I got home, I was like, "Ali, um, it was just that moment where."
1: Well, he probably he probably didn't know if you would be there. Like for sure, no, he knew.
0: I, he, I told him. I said, "Yeah." The day before, I said, "No, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to miss it." Um, but he was there. You know, they do the whole thing where you greet people as as they're coming in and they're getting ready to get to their seats, and and I saw him deal with people that you know he's close to, yeah, right, and mm-hmm. like people that we've worked with together and, and buddies and you know legends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was good. And then it was us. And. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, let's move on. Okay. But it was special. Yeah. And I'm glad I went. I get to see the family. And, and, and like we were honor. saying earlier,
1: too, is like Oof. funerals suck and you know my dad passed away uh, like almost 13 years ago and i do remember there were certain friends that came to that funeral that i that was kind of a blur for Mm me um you know but i I remember certain people that just came and just like hey i i I don't even know what to say i just wanted to hug your neck Mm -hmm. like i remember that you know uh the people that were there so i'm i'm sure no doubt that that meant a lot to him
0: no and we had a great text exchange and i talked to his wife karen and It was just like, it was a really, it was worth the trip just for that. And, um, it was neat to see some other people. Like I had the chance to see my friend, Kevin Lawler. Um, he's, uh, Jerry Lawler's son. And you know, we, we know the story on Jerry too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, golly, all these people I looked up to, um, and Jerry had uh, a massive stroke in Florida and he's still in Florida right now. And I had the chance not to go through somebody else and talk through somebody else or, Hey, you know, what are you hearing about Lawler? Like I heard it from Kevin who was with his dad. Mm Um, and we talked about that. And here's, I'll give you a little bit of what, what I can say about that is, is that Jerry, you know, um, he's lucky that he was where he was mm-hmm. and the people found him when they did and the doctors knew what to do with him and he's still recovering uh, yeah. and, and he's going to get better and, you know, he's gone through, he died on live television mm-hmm. 10 years ago and he survived it and Kevin and I were joking about, man, whatever he did, <laughs> dude, <laughs> well, he can—he yeah. he, as you would say, you know, he'd pull the strap and he makes this big comeback and. Uh, And Kevin's like, hey, it's going to be a road. And it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit rockier than it was maybe last time. But, you know, it's going to be good.
1: But if anybody can do it, I think the day we found out something was happening, I was like, Brandon. And for me watching that, that dang Ric Flair documentary Mm -hmm. and seeing how tough Ric Flair has like nine lives, 13 lives. And that's how Jerry seems. And I'm like, if anybody's going to get through this, it's him. You're about to see a picture of him giving a thumbs up. And I swear it was like two days later. And he's giving people a thumbs up. Like those guys are like freaks of nature
0: it's really sweet too and like flair's life was different than lawler and the, and flair will tell you and i'm not breaking any news or anything but you know flair was a he was a fun dude and he wanted to go out and he, oh, he wanted to party is, life for the party uh, but if you remember it was however many yeah. years ago five years ago or something like that where we thought we were about to lose rick flair no and, and you saw some of those pictures in the documentary where it's like oh my gosh he yeah. looked like they were yeah. like it was over and then all of a sudden woo and you see him everywhere again and um you know, Lawler lived a very different life than that. Um, I always tell people, of all the people I know, he's lived one of the cleanest <laughs> lives, right? Yeah. Uh, because didn't drink, yeah. didn't smoke, you know, didn't, didn't really have bad habits. Like, you know, he loved art and he loved to wrestle and he loved comics. And I still don't even I'm-
1: think you've ever worked with him because I still haven't met him. So there's that.
0: Have you not? No. How have you not met him? I know. I've introduced other parts of your family to I- Jerry Lawler. You have,
1: Oh yeah, you have you have. He would like
0: you. He would like you. He would probably I know. like you a lot.
1: I would love him too. Uh, I bet you would. Uh, you, you know what it is? What? You won't introduce me to him because you you'd be jealous. I'm afraid y'all
0: start dating. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. No, you might. He's fairly loaded, I think. Okay. Oh, well, oh good so for all, him. all of a sudden she's much more Sound me up. She's much more open no. to this. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I should mention from uh, the funeral service. I believe they put a stream up, which was really sweet. Uh, Dave Brown, who was, you know, for years and years, he was the host of Memphis Wrestling with Mm -hmm. Lance Russell, who is no longer with us. And they were a great team. And Dave was one of the first ones to get up and speak at the funeral. And he talked about knowing Jerry for 40 years. And, you know, just it was really cool because Dave is such an icon of the Mid-South. He was on WMC TV 5 as their weather guy. I got to meet him a
1: long, long time ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just, you know, he's Dave, and he sounds like Dave, Mm -hmm. and he's up there, and he's talking about all the stuff that happened with Jerry, and he read a um, a message from Jerry Lawler, because again, Jerry is still in Florida and can't travel, so Uh, Dave read that, and it was sweet, and then my buddy, again, Jeff Jarrett, got up, and uh, his dad had passed on some poems. Um, Oh, Shoot. That he had written himself? No, just ones that meant something to him. I gotcha. The Jeff read, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get out of here." Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it was just really sweet, and if you, if you're a fan of Jerry Jarrett, um, that service is out there, and it's it's really sweet to watch. Uh, Jeff's sister uh, got up, and uh, she she basically, I guess, ten years ago, her dad gave her something and said, "Hey, keep this," and it was kind of what he wanted the service to look like. Aww. So, you know, people who kind of think ahead. uh,
1: When you're talking about people that make comebacks, uh, Jeff Jarrett himself, like he has such an uh, unbelievable, awesome story. So it's just like the people you were with yesterday, like have such a, I don't know, a lineage of being just, I don't know, good, powerful, positive people. It
0: was magic. It It was pretty special. And then again, like I connected with people like a guy named Nightmare Danny Davis, I haven't seen in twenty something years. And when he saw me, I'm, I'm very different looking than I used to be. <laughs> I mean, of course, from when I was eighteen yeah. and with the long blonde hair. But even when I was twenty one and I'd shaved my head, you know, I'm a lot. I have I'm just bigger than I used to be.
1: And You're huskier, as my grandmother used <laughs> to say.
0: Maybe a little more muscle than I used to have. I don't know. But it was funny. He he looked at me and he's like Brandon, <laughs> and he kind of put his hands on my shoulders. And he's like, I remember you. And he put up his little pinky finger. And he's like, You were this big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I thought was kind of neat. Um
1: did y'all start, try to start taking each other like wrestlers no, do? Y'all we, try to start taking, we didn't popping to, your, your bra straps and taking each no, other?
0: Nobody wore bra oh, straps. Okay. Uh, we didn't pop anybody. We didn't do any of that. I'm trying to think if there's any, anybody else that you would know. I just feel like when... when I don't want to name drop people, but
1: when older wrestlers, as in our age, get together, they get kind of excited. Oh. Yeah. like no, kind of,
0: And it was like that because everybody, hey, man, what's yeah. happening? And we're telling funny stories on each other and living life on the road. It would
1: like, have been fun just to sit there and not anyone know was there, just sit there and watch and listen.
0: There was a point uh, where, where I sat, and again, I had this really emotional thing with Jeff, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit down now because I don't want to walk any further. Uh, so as people were leaving, there was kind of like this group who kind of, basically stood around where me and Bobo were standing. It was like our little, I don't know, people just kind of surrounded us and we were just telling these stories. And it was cool because, um, you know, there were people there that I hadn't seen in a long time, like Wolfie D and uh, who was in PG 13, Dustin Starr, who's a, you know a buddy of mine who I've known since he was a kid, but he's also like, you know, the host of Memphis wrestling now on television and um, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was good to be able to, to connect with him. And, and again, Kevin Lawler and, uh, met some people I'd never met before. Uh, the guy who does all the podcasts with like Jeff Jarrett and Mick Foley and Jim Ross. His name's Conrad Thompson. I had the chance. We we've we've, dis, we've talked over DMs and uh-huh. phone calls, but never met in person. So we had the chance to do that. Uh, my buddy David Milliken, who makes all the wrestling belts. Like if anybody wants a belt, David Milliken's awesome. We talked about that. Um, the I, I told Kai when I got home, I was really excited. I was like, "Hey Kai, I saw a billionaire today," and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, I I was talking to a billionaire." Cause I mean like we, we can talk to millionaires and like, right. you know, we don't have millions, but like, Hey, we know people who do. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the guy who owns AEW is Tony Khan and he's a, he's a billionaire. Like his family's probably worth 10 or 12 wow. billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a conversation with him. He, he runs AEW wrestling now.
1: Did um, you shake his hand?
0: Yeah. We, I mean, Did we, any
1: kind of money come out or like, <laughs> like out of his like pocket. I, I tried to reach up into his <laughs> jacket.
0: <laughs> And I made a joke with him. I was like, "Yeah, Tony, oh, the last no. time." No, and it was, you made a joke. No, but see, the thing is, Tony—he's uh, a major wrestling fan, and he used to watch the stuff from Dallas where I started. Okay, so he remembers me as a kid, and he's like, "Then I saw you when you when you kind of moved to Memphis, and it was different because you weren't the kid anymore." And um, it's just a really neat conversation. With I mean, it's not every day you talk to a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a shout out to and last shout out to, for people who were there because there were a lot of people there, but. Uh, Mick Foley, who's a very famous wrestler, who's mm-hmm. Mankind, Cactus Jack. I thought it was really cool. I didn't have the chance to talk to Mick, but he was there, and you know he he travels the world, and um. But the Jarrett family meant a lot to him, and he he showed up and was there for the service. So,
1: and you've talked about him before because I think you went and watched him, or you went to something. Yeah, a Little Rock. He did the comedy show, and um. After that night, you had told me about it. I kind of did a deep dive documentary search on him mm. and i i've just watched a lot of stuff he's done a lot of stuff to help
0: people too oh, he's incredible and, and like as a kid i loved mick foley before he was ever wwf famous right mm-hmm. like he was just he was to me he was he was cactus jack and he was really cool and then uh, we had the chance to talk about that in little rock I, we sat with him for i don't know 10 or 15 minutes and um but just to know that he loved the same people i love i, yeah. I thought it was really cool yeah. that he took the time to, to get there and there were probably other people there that i didn't see that were in and out and we got to have lunch with the family but
1: well i'm glad you went even Oof. though it was a funeral
0: <clears throat> yeah and it was <laughs> those road trips i mean you know I, I was I was really good until about 30 minutes away from home, and then my body mm-hmm. started to be like, okay, you've been on the road. Because, again, we left at 530. I probably didn't get home until 7, so around 630, I was like, okay, I'm
1: tired. Well, even though you go to a visitation and you, you eat lunch, like you're still kind of sitting down and waiting. Like mm-hmm. it's just a lot of sitting and driving yeah. and, yeah.
0: But it was, I mean, we had a beautiful day, and we didn't really have traffic issues. If anybody ever drives the Nashville Drive, right, there's typically, and I don't know, maybe it's just our luck, but like some major accident somewhere. And it's normally right around Jackson. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like there's something that's happened on the road near Jackson or there's highway construction mm-hmm. that really slows things down. And we didn't really have that. So uh, we took Leslie's car, her little um, her Mustang. Oh, that's b- fun. Because I knew I wasn't going to take the truck. The truck was going to drink way too much. Gas. Of course. I'm surprised
1: uh, you didn't have Brad drive and not pay for gas.
0: <laughs> that's the real Brandon. I even bought his. Oh, snacks. Yeah, yeah. I
1: got you. I got you. Hey, you, can you Venmo cash up? No, I don't got that. <laughs> that's you.
0: But uh, yeah, so like we we ate at the service. We got a couple snacks. My snack of choice, and this was kind of random because again, it's gas station stuff. It's convenience stores, and I like to stop at either uh, pilot, normally the pilot stores because yeah. they have good coffee. Um, but I'm walking that aisle, and I'm like, oh, everything's kind of expensive in convenience stores at the gas stations. Uh, and but there's so many options of things to get. And like Brad got some bag of chips, so you could smell from ten miles away. Uh, and I went with the the gummy coke bottles, the Haribo. Coke bottles or whatever they call them. That's what we call them. You yes. ever had those? Yes. They're good.
1: I like gummies, but I wouldn't want those kind of like just, just
0: Coke bottle gummies. <clears throat> That's what I got. And a uh, monster for the ride home and a big old thing of coffee on the way there. But <clears throat> it was a good trip. It was going to be back on the road. Uh, I wrote down a couple other things. I don't know if we should go, I don't know what people like on the after show, if we should go long or short. or well, what. W-
1: Let me decide what it's about.
0: Uh, well, let's go back through kind of some of the things we talked about on the show today. Oh. Um, Kelsey Ballerini's oh. trendy right now. You, yeah, her and I her uh, seem to be ex are going back and forth. Yeah, so she was on a podcast, the Call Her Daddy podcast, which sometimes can talk, be kind of salacious.
1: It is salacious and a little bit, um, I don't know, known as kind of crude. She'll say anything, but it's like number one up there with like Joe Rogan. I think.
0: Well, and she, it's kind of a it's a is it kind of a gossipy podcast? Yes, she Let she see.
1: seems to get stuff out of people. Who, call her daddy. Is Alex. it a, al, uh, Alex Cooper? Alex, yeah.
0: So she's talking to Kelsey Ballerini, and Kelsey, a couple of the things that she said is uh, she didn't want to have a wedding. Uh, she swore she'd never get married, and then all of a sudden at 23, 22 or 23, she's getting married, and now she's 29, and she likes herself better, but she doesn't know if like marriage was the right thing, and maybe she rushed it. Uh, she also says that um, that basically he put out this song, and uh, yeah, let's hear him uh, as it's. Yeah, so he he put out he put out a song. Morgan Evans put out a song about being blindsided, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said uh, he says he's blindsided, but he's taking half the house that he didn't pay for. Her line, <laughs> her quote was, "How was I married to this person for the no idea that uh, that bit of a character was tucked within that human being?" It's so, like it was kind of brutal.
1: Yeah, and I think she did a song like back to that. That's basically called "Blindsided," and the main the main thing is. Uh, were you, because he was saying that he was blindsided from the whole divorce, yes. all kind of, and and her thing is, were you blindsided or were you just blind?
0: Yeah, because like there were times, and I think they talk about this, one of the two of them talks about how they slept apart, she slept on the couch. They, they weren't really getting along toward the end. Mm-hmm. He says he's upset, he's sad to see her as a person where she is right now. He loved her with all his heart, um, and he's saying that she's saying things that aren't reality, uh, he goes on to say he doesn't want to see people talking bad about Kelsey. Don't be mean to Kelsey. Don't be mean to each other. Life's too short. But there's obviously some some feelings there and some emotions and it's frayed in you know the frayed ends where there's still you know uh, there's there's some stuff going on there.
1: I can't imagine being that famous and having to deal with everybody's opinion in your DMs at yeah. all times. Uh, you know, in your comments at all times. Like it's it's a lot. I'm sure they both have to feel like
0: that they need to make some kind of statement. Well, and and I guess she's kind of moved on <clears throat> with that. Who's the guy? Oh, uh, Chase. Chase. Is it Chase something
1: from the Outer Banks? From Outer Banks, Chase.
0: Yeah, what's his name though? Chase. I can't think of it.
1: Young people are screaming at us.
0: Yeah. What is, is Outer Banks Chase? Let me just see so we get it right. Outer Banks Chase. Rush. Chase Stokes. Just kidding. Don't start rumors. I know. I'm just kidding. Good grief. People hear this all over the country. <laughs> we don't need to start rumors about. That. <laughs> Uh, but so evidently they're happy together and stuff like that. Uh, Jason Aldean's announced he's working on his 11th album. A lot of people think hopefully he's hoping to have it out in mm-hmm. time for the tour, which starts in July, which is typically the deal. You, you tour around your new album. Yeah, yeah. It's the PR thing. Uh, Jelly Rolls announced a tour. Uh, he's going to play the Bank Plus Amphitheater in South Haven. He's also playing St. Louis and Rogers. So if you're a fan of Jelly Roll, you know this I'm one. I'm just a son of-
1: <laughs> it's a hit.
0: Number one, right? Mm-hmm. And then his next single is Need a Favor. I
1: only talk to God when I need a favor.
0: I like this one, too. Okay.
1: And I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I, who the hell am I to expect a savior? Oh, If I only talk to God when I need a favor.
0: So we got this jelly roll with uh, the closest states being South Haven Rogers and St. Louis. Uh, let's see here. We laughed about this today. We did a birthday for uh, James Blunt. So mm-hmm. you might remember, let me do, where's my birthday thing? Mm-hmm. You might remember James Blunt from this song. Beautiful. Right? And if you're a fan of The Office, you'll remember James Blunt from the scene where Michael's upset because I guess Carol turned down his trip to, where was he going? Was it yeah. Sandals?
1: Some kind of sandals resort in Jamaica. Two
0: tickets to Two paradise. paradise. <laughs> so, but when when she tells Michael that uh, when Carol tells Michael she's not going, he's upset and he's playing this. Goodbye, my
1: lover. He's looking out Goodbye, the window. He says, <laughs> "You have been the one. You have been the one for me." He's he's trying to sing with it. Goodbye, oh. my lover.
0: Lips quivering. Goodbye, my friend. But he doesn't want to pay for the full song. You
1: and like they've been on seven dates and that's it. And he's like. Like they've he been proposed di- at one point, too. right? Like they're getting divorced <laughs> after
0: tons of years, but it's James Blunt's birthday. Happy birthday to Mr. Blunt. You just wanted to say to, blunt. Put, it, to put it bluntly. No, no. Stop all that. Uh, let's see here. What else <laughs> did I have? Hey, uh, look up a date. Cause there's a show and all of a sudden there's all these shows I want to go to. Right. Okay. And, and you know me, I want to go to a show until it's the day of the show, and then I don't want to go to the show.
1: Yeah, little little uh, Precious over there will be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> and then it'll get like up to time. He'll be like, eh. I don't really feel like it. Yeah.
0: Because well, like, all of a sudden, all life, right, what life is busy. Uh, well, let me, let me mention it. The shows I want to go see. Okay? Okay. Uh, and there's like pretty much everybody's going to play somewhere around us. So if, if you say between uh, Little Rock, Memphis, St. Louis, and uh, Rogers. Okay. Pretty much everybody's going to play through here, and we've seen a lot of people. Uh, the shows I want to go see, we'll go through a little quick list. Okay. Uh, I do want to go see the Kenny Chesney and Kelsey Ballerini show. I think
1: that will be a great show.
0: It's indoor, and Chesney plays so many stadiums. I think that's cool. That one's at Simmons Bank Arena in North Little.
1: I think that'll be great. I've never seen him, and I just would love to see him live before he stops doing that.
0: No, especially in the venue. I think it's cool to be in the venue. So uh, there's also, and I'm a huge fan right now, of Parker McCollum. <laughs> see in kentucky because you he, he's doing rogers right he's doing I the walmart so, yeah. and i missed him in in little rock so uh there's that one uh what else did i want to see it seems like every time somebody says hey we're coming out on tour i'm like i think i want to go to that one too parker kenny Oh, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, so they announced they? they they're going to play uh, the Bank Plus Amphitheater in South Haven. Look up the date on that. One. Okay. Because I've always wanted to go see the Goo Goo Dolls, but I've never had the chance to go and see them. I would assume same. it's outdoors, so it's probably a summer show, right?
1: Let's see, September the twentieth.
0: Okay, So around Kai's yeah. birthday. Uh, The Goo Goo Dolls again. you like them?
1: Yeah.
0: I've always wanted to go see them in person and never
1: have.
0: You said September the 20th? So there's all these great Goo Goo Dolls songs. And then I love this one too. Better Days. Uh, And then I guess you've actually bought tickets to go to a show, right?
1: Yeah, May 19th, Chelsea Handler is coming to Graceland. And I tried to get front row tickets, but they were already sold out. So I got the next best. Uh, And I'm very excited.
0: And you're going to try to meet her? Uh, Yes. You so desperately Uh, want to meet her? Yes,
1: I'm going to send her a series of videos uh, before the (laughs) date and see if uh, I can spark her interest.
0: Can I shoot those for you? I'm good at that. Sure. I'm being serious. You know, I'm, no li- serious. I'm pretty good at lighting and I'm pretty good at angles and stuff like yeah, that. No, I'll let you. If we're gonna, you'll, let, you'll let me do that? Yeah. You'll let me shoot your videos that for Chelsea Handler? Yes. What? You're being an idiot. No, I'm not. I was you're asking if I could be. shoot your videos for Chelsea Handler. <laughs> Stop trying to put stuff on me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're being a freak Well, today. there's
1: a lot of people that think I'm going to hell now because I'm going to see Chelsea Handler, so... That's not the only I'd like reason. to say hello to all of you. <laughs> oh no, that's definitely not the only reason. I'm sure they all have a list.
0: Uh, who is they? Who are these theys? Oh,
1: you know who they are. <laughs> you need to leave
0: they alone. We all have a they. Yeah. Uh anyway, I guess uh wow, we went longer than we thought.
1: It's for, all right. For those we of love you guys. who
0: just want a short dose of an after show podcast, well, Kelly screwed this one up. Right. Well, I what? cried through half of it, so Well, there's that. Uh anyway, uh we'll be back. We'll be back with a regular Freaking podcast tomorrow.
1: A regular scheduled program tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And uh, after this, we'll we'll say peace out and we'll ch- catch you in two or two. We'll be right back after these Listen, messages. Chuck. Chuck. Uh-uh. Chuck, uh-uh.
1: Chuck Woolery. Who? Isn't that him?
0: Tell me his name Two and again. two.
1: I can't say his say name. Say it again. I can't say no, it. No, say
0: it. Don't look it up. Say it. Chuck Woolry. Woolery. Woolery.
1: <laughs> what is it?
0: It's Chuck Woolery. Okay.
1: Did I not say it correctly? Woolery
0: is <laughs> what. Woolery. Hey, have you seen Pat, uh, Pat Sajak's daughter's doing something with Wheel of Fortune? Have you seen that?
1: I think she takes over for him when he's not there.
0: She's pretty too. Yeah. Is that his daughter? Is that really his daughter?
1: Yeah, it's his daughter. How old is she? Uh, I'm thinking she's in her 20s. That's his daughter. I'm almost positive. Okay. Also, on. did you know that he stands up on a box?
0: No, that's a rumor.
1: I, it's a hundred percent true. Not
0: true. <laughs> he's 76. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: getting her ready for the business. Remember
0: that his is his daughter Maggie. Yes, how
1: old is she? Twenty three. She's twenty eight. Oh, okay. She's born in ninety
0: five, but he's seventy six and she's twenty eight. He must be on testosterone.
1: Okay. Now, <laughs> no, no.
0: Seventy six minus twenty eight. What's that? I'm not a mathematician. Huh? Let's do it real quick. He's on sorry. Seventy six minus twenty eight. A
1: hundred and four. Okay. Obviously, you can't work a calculator. He's 48.
0: Okay, maybe that's not as bad. Oh, my gosh. He Do you was, know what that means? He was still babies at that age. You could still have another kid. No, no, no. I'll just adopt uh, Maggie Sajak. Hope you guys have a great one. You are one. an
1: absolute moron. No, she's,
0: isn't she cute? <laughs> Hang on. Where is she? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have her on the show next week.
1: Okay, good luck with that.
0: I'm going to get on that. Uh, anyway, we'll see y'all later.
1: You're going to get on that?
0: Booking her. What?